0: Hello, and welcome to the Mahabharata podcast. Eighteen are the number of Akshohinis or significant battle groups, that assembled to fight the final battle of Kurukshetra. Eighteen are the number of days that the battle of Kurukshetra lasted, and eighteen are the number of parvas of the Mahabharata. But Suta Goswami makes clear that the humans were not given the full version of the story, saying the high-souled Vyas composed these 100 bhavas, of which the above 18 are only an abridgment. When a story of over 1.5 million words, even in its reduced form, is summarized, the summary in itself is also of great significance. Furthermore, the great epic itself begins with the summaries. We shall now hear Sutta Goswami's summary purposefully structured parva by parva, for each of the 18 parvas, and sometimes covering key sub-barvas and in doing so, the Sutta chooses to highlight Three hundred and twenty-two events from the story. And the story explains the high souled Vyas having distributed the story into eighteen Parvas, the Sutta recites them consecutively in the forest of Naimisha as follows. In the Adi Parva are contained Boshya, Boloma. Ashtika, Adivansavatra, Samva, the burning of the house of Lak, the slaying of Hidamba, the destruction of the Asur Vaka, Chitraratha, the swayamvara of Draupadi, her marriage after the overthrow of rivals in war, the arrival of Vidur, and his restoration. Arjun's exile, the abduction of Subhadra, the gift and receipt of the marriage dower, the burning of the Khandava forest, and the meeting with the Asur architect Maya. The Pausya Parva treats of the greatness of Utank and the Poloma, of the sons of Prigal. The Ashtika describes the birth of Garuda and of the Nagas, the snakes, the churning of the ocean, the incidents relating to the birth of the celestial steed Uch Cheshrava, and finally the dynasty of Bharat, as described in the snake sacrifice of King Janamajaya. The Sambhava Parva narrates the birth of various kings and heroes, and that of the sage. Krishna Dvaipayan, the partial incarnation of deities, the generation of Dhanavas and Yakshas of great prowess, and serpents, Gandharvas, birds and of all creatures, and lastly of the life and adventures of King Bharat, the progenitor of the line that goes in his name the son born of Shakuntala in the hermitage of the ascetic Kanva. This Parva also describes the greatness of Bhagirati and the births of the Vasus in the house of Shandalu and their accession to heaven. In this Parva is also narrated the birth of Bhishma, uniting in himself portions of the energies of the other Vasus, his renunciation of royalty and adoption of the brahmacharya mode of life, his adherence to vows, his protection of Chitrangada, and after the death of Chitrangada, his protection of his younger brother, Vichitravirya, and his placing the latter on the throne. The birth of dharma amongst men in consequence of the curse of Animondavya, the births of Tetrashtra and Pandu through the potency of Vyasa's blessings, and also the birth of the Pandavas, the plottings of Duryodhan to send the sons of Pandu to Varanavad, and the other dark counsels of the sons of Tetrashtra in regard to the Pandavas. Then the advice administered to Yudhishthira on his way, by that well-wisher of the Pandavas, Vidur, in the Malecha language, the digging of the hole, the burning of Purochan, and the sleeping woman of the fowler caste with her five sons in the house of Lap. The meeting of the Pandavas in the dreadful forest with Hidamba, and the slaying of her brother Hidamba by Bhim of great prowess. The birth of Guttodgach, the meeting of the Pandavas with Vyasa in accordance with his advice, their stay in disguise in the house of a Brahmin in the city of Ekachakra, the destruction of the Asur Vaka and the amazement of the populace at the sight, the extraordinary births of Krishna, Draupati and Drishtadumna the departure of the Pandavas for Panjal in obedience to the injunction of Vyas, and moved equally by the desire of winning the hand of Draupadi on learning the tidings of the Swayamvara from the lips of a Brahmana. Victory of Arjun over a Gandharva called Angaraparna on the banks of the Bhagirati. His contraction of friendship with his adversary and is hearing from the Gandharva the history of Tapati, Vasishtha and Orva. This parva treats of the journey of the Pandavas towards Banjal, the acquisition of Draupati in the midst of all the kings by Arjun, having successfully pierced the mark, and in the ensuing fight, the defeat of Shalya Garan and all other crowned heads at the hands of Pim and Arjun, of great prowess. The ascertainment by Balram and Krishna at the sight of these matchless exploits that the heroes were the Pandavas. And the arrival of the brothers at the house of the potter where the Pandavas were staying. The dejection of Drupada on learning that Draupadi was to be wedded to five husbands. The wonderful story of the five Indras related in consequence. The extraordinary and divinely ordained wedding of Draupadi. The sending of Vidur by the sons of Dhritarashtra as envoy to the Pandavas. The arrival of Vidur and his sight of Krishna. The abode of the Pandavas in Kandav and then their rule over one half of the kingdom. The fixing of turns by the sons of Pandu in obedience to the injunction of Narad for connubial companionship with Draupadi. In like manner has the history of Sunda and Upasunda been recited in this. This Bharva then treats of the departure of Arjun for the forest according to the vow, he having seen Draupadi and Yudhishthira sitting together as he entered the chamber to take out arms for the deliverance of the kine of a certain Brahmana. This Bharva then describes Arjun's meeting on the way with Ulupi, the daughter of a Naga serpent. It then relates his visit to several sacred spots. The birth of Vabhruvahana, the deliverance by Arjun of the five celestial damsels who had been turned into alligators by the imprecation of a Brahmana, the meeting of Madhava and Arjun on the holy spot called Brahbasa, the carrying away of Subhadra by Arjun incited thereto by her brother Krishna in the wonderful car moving on land and water and through mid-air according to the wish of the writer. The departure for Indraprasth with the dower, The conception in the womb of Suvadra, of that prodigy of prowess Abhimanyu. Yajnaseni, Draupadi's giving birth to children, and then follows the pleasure trip of Krishna and Arjun to the banks of the Yamuna and the acquisition by them of the discus and the celebrated bow, the Gandiva. The burning of the forest of Khandav, the rescue of Maya by Arjun, and the escape of the serpent and the begetting of the son by that best of sages, Mandapala, in the womb of the Bud Sargi. This Barva is divided by Vyasa into 227 chapters. These two hundred and twenty-seven chapters contain eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-four shlokas. The second barva is the extensive barva called Sabha or the assembly full of matter. The subjects of this barva are the establishment of the Grand Hall by the Pandavas, their review of their retainers, the description of the Lokapalas by Narada, well acquainted with celestial regions, the preparation for the Rajasuya sacrifice, the destruction of Jarasand, the deliverance by Vasudev of the princes confined in the mountain pass the campaign of universal conquest by the Pandavas. The arrival of the princes at the Rajsuya sacrifice with tributes. The destruction of Shishupal on the occasion of that sacrifice. In connection with offering of Argya worship. Bhimsen's ridicule of Duryodhan in the assembly. Duryodhan's sorrow and envy. The sight of the magnificent scale on which the arrangements had been made, the indignation of Duryodhan in consequence, and the preparations for the game of dice, the defeat of Yudhishthira at play by the wily Shakuni, the deliverance by Dhritarashtra of his afflicted daughter in law, Draupadi, plunged in the sea of distress caused by the gambling as of a boat tossed about by a tempestuous wave. The endeavours of Duryodhana to engage Yudhishthira again in the game, and the exile of the defeated Yudhishthira with his brothers. These constitute what has been called by the great Vyasa, the Sabha Parva. The Parva is divided into 78 sections or best of Brahmanas, and 2,507 shlokas. Then comes the third parva, called Aranyaka, relating to the forest. This parva treats of the vending of the Pandavas to the forest and the citizens following the wise Yudhishthir. Yudhishthir's adoration of the god of day, Surya according to the injunctions of Dhamya to be gifted with the power of maintaining the dependent brahmanas with food and drink. The creation of food through the grace of the sun. The expulsion by Dhrashtra of Vidur, who always spoke for his master's good. Vidur's coming to the Pandavas and his return to Dhrashtra at the solicitation of the latter, the wicked Duryodhan's plottings to destroy the forest ranging Pandavas, being incited thereto by Karan, the appearance of Vyas and his dissuasion of Duryodhan, bent on going to the forest, the history of the Surabi cow, the arrival of Maitreya Muni his laying down to Dhrashtra the course of action and his curse on Duryodhan, Bhim's slaying of Girmira in battle and the coming of the Panchalas and the princes of the Vrishni race, Krishna and Balaram, to Yudhishthira on hearing of his defeat at the unfair gambling by Shakuni. Tananja is allaying the wrath of Krishna Draupati's lamentations before Madhava. Krishna's cheering her. The fall of Sova has also been described by the sage. Also Krishna's bringing Subhadra with her son to Dwarka, and Drishtadyumna's bringing the son of Draupati to Panchala. The entrance of the sons of Pandu into the romantic Dvaita forest, conversation of Bhim, Yudhishthir, and Draupadi, the coming of Vyasa to the Pandavas and his endowing Yudhishthir with the power of Pratismrithi. Then after the departure of Vyasa, the removal of the Pandavas to the forest of Kamyaka. The wanderings of origin of immeasurable prowess. In search of weapons, his battle with Mahadev in the guise of a hunter, his meeting with the Lokapalas and receipt of weapons from them, his journey to the regions of Indra for arms and the consequent anxiety of Dhritarashtra, the wailings and lamentations of Yudhishthira on the occasion of his meeting with the worshipful great sage, Brihadasva, Here occurs the holy and highly pathetic story of Nala, illustrating the patience of Damyanti and the character of Nala. Then the acquirement by Yudhishthira of the mysteries of dice from the same great sage and then the arrival of the sage Lomasha from the heavens to where the Pandavas were and the receipt by these great souled dwellers in the woods of the intelligence bought by the Rishi of their brother Arjun staying in the heavens. Then the pilgrimage of the Pandavas to various sacred spots in accordance with the message of Arjun and their attainment of great merit and virtue consequent on such pilgrimage. Then the pilgrimage of the great sage Narada to the shrine, Putasta. also the pilgrimage of the high soul Bandavas. Here is the deprivation of Karn, of his earrings by Indra. Here is also recited the sacrificial magnificence of Gaya. Then the story of Agatsya, in which the sage ate up the asur Vatapi and his connubial connection with Lopamudra from the desire of offspring. Then the story of Rishi Shringa, who adopted the Brahmacharya mode of life from his very boyhood. And then the history of Ram, of great prowess, the son of Jamadagni in which has been narrated the death of Kartavirya and the High Then the meeting between the Pandavas and the Vrishnis in the sacred spot called Pravasa. Then the story of Sukanya in which Javana, the son of Brigul, made the Ashwini twins drink at the sacrifice of King Saryati the Soma juice from which they had been excluded by the other gods, and in which besides is shown how Javana himself acquired perpetual youth as a boon from the grateful Ashvini's. Then hath been described the history of King Mandata, then the history of Prince Jandu, and how King Somaka, by offering his only son Jandu in sacrifice, obtained a hundred others. Then the excellent history of the hawk and the pigeon. Then the examination of King Shivi, Bhai Agni and Dharma. Then the story of Ashtavakra in which occurs the disputation at the sacrifice of Janaka between that Rishi and the first of logicians Vandi, the son of Varuna the defeat of Vandi by the great Ashtavakra and the release by the Rishi of his father from the depths of the ocean. Then the story of Yavakrita and then that of the great Raivya. Then the departure of the Pandavas for the Gandhamadana and their abode in the asylum called Narayan. Then Bhimsan's journey to the Gandhamadana at the request of Draupadi in search of the sweet-scented flower. Pim's meeting on his way in a grove of bananas with Hanuman, the son of Bhavan of great prowess. Pim's bath in the tank and the destruction of the flowers therein for obtaining the sweet-scented flower he was in search of. His consequent battle with the mighty Rakshasas and the Yakshas of great prowess, including Maniman, the destruction of the Asur Jata by Bhim, the meeting of the Pandavas with the royal sage Vrishaparva, their departure for the asylum of Arshtishena and the abode therein, the incitement of Bhim to acts of vengeance by Draupadi. Then is narrated the ascent on the hills of Kailash by Bhim, his terrific battle with the mighty Yakshas headed by Maniman, then the meeting of the Pandavas with Vaishravan Kuvera, and the meeting with Arjun after he had obtained for the purpose of Yudhishthir many celestial weapons. Then Arjun's terrible encounter with the Nivata Gavachas dwelling in Parva, and also with the Pūlāmas and the Kālākayas and their destruction at the hands of Arjun, The commencement of the display of celestial weapons by Arjun before Yudhishthira and the prevention of the same by the sage Narada. The descent of the Pandavas from the Gandhamadana, the seizure of Bhim in the forest, by a mighty serpent huge as the mountain. His release from the coils of the snake upon Yudhishthira's answering certain questions. The return of the Pandavas to the Kamyaka woods. Here is described the reappearance of Vasudev to see the mighty sons of Pandu, the arrival of Markandeya, the various recitals, the history of Prithu, the son of Vena, recited by the great sage. The stories of Sarasvati and the Rishi Tarkya. After these is the story of Matsya. Other old stories recited by Markandeya. The stories of Inderjumna and Dundumra. Then the history of the chaste wife. The history of Angira. The meeting and conversation Of Draupati and Satyamba, the return of the Pandavas to the forest of Dvaita, and the procession to see the calves and the captivity of Duryodhan. And when the wretch was being carried off, his rescue by Arjun. Here is Yudhishthira's dream of the deer, then the re entry of the Pandavas into the Kamyaka forest. Here also, is the long story of Vrihi Here also is recited the story of Durvasa, then the abduction by Jaidrat of Draupadi from the asylum, the pursuit of the ravisher by Bhim, swift as the air, and the ill-shaving of Jaidrat's crown at Bhim's hand. Here is the long history of Ram in which is shown how Ram, by his prowess, slew Ravan in battle. Here also is narrated the story of Savitri, then Karan's deprivation by Indra of his earrings, and the presentation to Karan by the gratified Indra of a Shakti missile weapon, which had the virtue of killing only one person against whom it may be hurled. And then the story called Aranya, in which Dharma, the god of justice, gave advice to his son Yudhishthir, in which, besides, is recited how the Pandavas, after having obtained a boon, went towards the west. These are all included in the third parva called Aranyaka, consisting of 269 sections. The number of shlokas is 11,664. The extensive bhava that comes next is called Virat. The Pandavas arriving at the dominions of Virat saw in a cemetery on the outskirts of the city a large shami tree whereon they kept their weapons. Here has been recited their entry into the city and their stay there in disguise. Then the slaying by Bhim of the wicked Kichak, who senseless with lust had sought Draupadi. The appointment by Prince Duryodhan of clever spies and their dispatch to all sides for tracing the Pandavas. The failure of these to discover the mighty sons of Pandu, the first seizure of Virat's kine by the Trigarthas and the terrific battle that ensued. The capture of Virat by the enemy and his rescue by Bhim. The release also of the kine by the Pandava Bhim. The seizure of Virat's kine again by the Kurus. And the defeat in battle of all of the Kurus by the single-handed Arjun. The release of the king's kine, the bestowal by Virat of his daughter Uttara for Arjun's acceptance, on behalf of his son by Subhadra, Abhimanyu, the destroyer of foes. These are the contents of the extensive fourth parva, the Virat. The great Rishi Vyas has composed in these 67 sections. The number of shlokas is 2,050. Listen then to the contents of the fifth parva, which must be known as Udyog, or the book. Of effort. While the Pandavas, desirous of victory, were residing in the place called Upat Duryodhan and Arjuna both went at the same time to Vasudeva Krishna and said, You should render us assistance in this war. The high-souled Krishna, upon these words being uttered, replied, O ye, first of men, a counsellor in myself who will not fight, and one Akshohini of troops. Which of these shall I give to which of you? Blind to his own interests, the foolish Duryodhan asked for the troops, while Arjun solicited Krishna as an unfighting counsellor. Then is described how, when the king of Madra was coming for the assistance of the Pandavas, Duryodhan, having deceived him on the way by gifts and hospitality, induced him to grant a boon and then solicited his assistance in battle. How Shalya, having passed his words to Duryodhan, went to the Pandavas and consoled them by reciting the history of Indra's victory over Vritra. Then comes the dispatch by the Pandavas of their purohit, or priest, to the Kauravas. Then is described how King dhritarashtra of great prowess, having heard the word of the priest of the Pandavas, and the story of Indra's victory, decided upon sending his priest, and ultimately dispatched Sanjay as an envoy to the Pandavas from desire of peace. Here hath been described the sleeplessness of Dhrashtra from anxiety upon hearing all about the Pandavas and their friends, Vasudev and others. It was on this occasion that Vidur addressed to the wise king Dhrashtra various counsels that were full of wisdom. It was here also that Sanat Sujata, the sage, recited to the anxious and sorrowing monarch the excellent truths of spiritual philosophy. On the next morning, Sanjay spoke, in the court of the king, of the identity of Vasudev Krishna and Arjuna. It was then that the illustrious Krishna, moved by kindness and a desire for peace, went himself to the a capital, Hastinapur. For bringing about peace. Then comes the rejection by Prince Duryodhan of the Embassy of Krishna who had come to solicit peace for the benefit of both parties. Here hath been recited the story of Dham Vodvana, then the story of the high-souled Matuli's search for a husband for his daughter, then the history of the great sage Gulliver. Then the story of the training and discipline of the son of Bidula. Then the exhibition by Krishna before the assembled kings of his mystic yoga powers upon learning the evil counsels of Duryodhan and Karna. Then Krishna's taking Karna in his chariot and his tendering to him advice and Karna's rejection of the same from pride. Then the return of Krishna, the chastiser of enemies, from Hastinapur to Upaplavya, and his narration to the Pandavas of all that had happened. Then the return of Krishna, the chastiser of enemies, from Hastinapur to Upaplavya, and his narration to the Pandavas of all that had happened. It was then that those oppressors of foes the Pandavas, having heard all and consulted properly with each other, made every preparation for war. Then comes the march from Hastinapur for battle of foot soldiers, horses, charioteers and elephants. Then the tale of the troops by both parties. Then the dispatch by Prince Duryodhan of Uluka as an envoy to the Pandavas on the day previous to the battle. Then the tale of charioteers of different classes and the story of Amba. These have all been described in the fifth Bhava called Udyoga of the Bharata, abounding with incidents appertaining to war and peace. O ye ascetics, the great Vyasa have composed one hundred and eighty-six sections in this Parva. The number of shlokas also composed in this by the great sage is six thousand six hundred and ninety-eight. Then is recited the Bhishma Parva replete with wonderful incidents. In this has been narrated by Sanjay the formation of the region known as Jambul. Here hath been described the great depression of Yudhishthira's army, and also a fierce fight for 10 successive days. In this, the high-souled Vasudev, by reasons based on the philosophy of final release, drove away Arjun's compunction, springing from the latter's regard for his kindred whom he was on the eve of slaying. In this, the magnanimous Krishna, attentive to the welfare of Yudhishthira, seeing the loss inflicted on the Pandava army, descended swiftly from his chariot himself and ran with dauntless breast, his driving whip in hand, to effect the death of Bhishma. In this, Krishna also smote with piercing words, Arjun, the bearer of the Gandiva and the foremost in battle amongst all wielders of weapons. In this, the foremost of bowmen, Arjun, placing Shikhandi before him and piercing Bhishma with his sharpest arrows felled him from his chariot. In this, Bhishma lay stretched on his bed of arrows. This extensive Parva is known as the sixth in the Bharata. In this have been composed 117 sections. The number of shlokas is 5,884, as told by Vyasa, conversant with the Vedas. Then is recited the wonderful Parva called Dron, full of incidents first comes the installation in the command of the army of the great instructor in arms drawn then the vow made by that great master of weapons of seizing the wise yudhishthir in battle to please duryodhana then the retreat of arjun from the field of battle before the samstapakas then the overthrow of bhagadatta like to a second Indra in the field with the elephant Supritika by Arjun. Then the death of the hero Abhimanyu in his teens, alone and unsupported, at the hands of many Maharatas, including Jaidrat. Then after the death of Abhimanyu, the destruction by Arjun in battle of seven Akshauhinis of troops and then of Chaidrat. Then the entry by beam of mighty arms and by that foremost of warriors in chariot, Satyaki, into the a ranks, impenetrable even to the gods, in search of Arjun, in obedience to the orders of Yudhishthira, and the destruction of that remnant of the Samstapakas, in the Drona Parva is the death of Alambusha, of Shrutayas, of Jalasand, of Shomadatta, of Virat, of the great warrior in chariots, Drupad, of Gatodgac and others. In this Parva, Ashwagdhamma, excited beyond measure at the fall of his father in battle, discharged the terrible weapon Narayana. Then the glory of Rudra, Shiva, in connection with the burning of the three cities. Then the arrival of Vyas and recital by him of the glory of Krishna and Arjun. This is the great seventh Bhava of the Bharata in which all the heroic chiefs and princes were sent to their account. The number of sections in this is 170 the number of shlokas as composed in the dron parva by sage Vyasa, the son of parashar and the possessor of true knowledge after much mediation is 8909 then comes the most wonderful parva called karn in this is narrated the appointment of the wise king of Madra, as Karan's charioteer. Then the history of the fall of the Asur Tripura. Then the application to each other by Karan and Shalya of harsh words on their setting out for the battlefield. Then the story of the swan and the crow recited in insulting allusion. Then the death of Pandya at the hands of the high souled Ashraddhava. Then the death of Dandasena and that of Darda. Then Yudhishthira's imminent risk in single combat with Garna in the presence of all the warriors. And the mutual wrath of Yudhishthira and Arjun. Then Krishna's pacification of Arjun. In this parva, Bhim in fulfilment of his vow, having ripped open Dushasan's breast in battle, drank the blood of his heart. Then Arjun slew the great Karan in single combat. Readers of the Bharata call this the Eighth Bharva. The number of sections in this is 69 and the number of shlokas is 4,964. Then hath been recited the wonderful Parva called Shalya. After all the great warriors had been slain, the king of Madra became the leader of the Kaurava army. The encounters, one after another, of charioteers have been described here. Then comes the fall of the great Shalya at the hands of Yudhishthira the just. Here also, is the death of Shakuni in battle at the hands of Sahadev. Upon only a small remnant of the troops remaining alive, after the immense slaughter, Duryodhan went to the lake and creating for himself room within its waters, lay stretched there for some time. Then it is narrated the receipt of this intelligence by Bhim from the Fowlers. Then is narrated how moved by the insulting speeches of the intelligent Yudhishthir, Duryodhan, ever unable to bear affronts, came out of the waters. Then comes the encounter with clubs between Duryodhan and Bhim, and the arrival at the time of such encounter of Balaram. Then is described the sacredness of the Saraswati and the progress of the encounter with clubs. Then the fracture of Duryodhan's thighs in battle by Bhim, with a terrific hurl of his mace. These have all been described in the wonderful ninth Barva. In this, the number of sections is 59, and the number of shlokas composed by the great Vyas, the spreader of the fame of the Kauravas, is 3,000. 220. Then shall I describe the parva called Soptika, a frightful incidents. On the Pandavas having gone away, the mighty charioteers, Kritavarma, Kripa, and the son of Dron, Ashoddharma, came to the field of battle in the evening, and there saw King Duryodhan lying on the ground, his thighs broken and himself covered with blood. Then the great charioteer, the son of Dron, Ashwatthama, of terrible wrath, vowed without killing all the Panchalas, including Dhrishtadyumna and the Pandavas, also with all their allies, I will not take off my armour. Having spoken those words, the three warriors leaving Duryodhana's side entered the great forest just as the sun was setting. While sitting under a large banyan tree in the night, they saw an owl killing numerous crows one after another. At the sight of this, Ashwadharma, his heart full of rage at the thought of his father's fate, resolved to slay the slumbering Banjalas and vending to the gate of the camp, he saw there a demon, a frightful visage, his head reaching the very heavens, guarding the entrance. And seeing that Rakshasa obstructing all his weapons, the son of Dron, speedily pacified by worship, the three-eyed Shiva, Rudra. And then accompanied by Kritavarma and Kripa, He slew all the sons of Draupadi, all the Panchalas with Drishtadumna and others together with their relatives, slumbering unsuspectingly in the night. All perished on that fatal night except the five Pandavas and the great warrior Satyaki. Those escaped owing to Krishna's counsels then the charioteer of Drishtadumna brought to the Pandavas intelligence of the slaughter of the slumbering Panchalas by the son of Dron. Then Draupadi, distressed at the death of her sons and brothers and father, sat before her lords, resolved to kill herself by fasting. Then Bhim, of terrible prowess, moved by the words of Draupadi resolved to please her, and speedily taking up his mace, followed in wrath the son of his preceptor in arms. The son of Drona, from fear of Bhim, and impelled by the fates, and moved also by anger, discharged a celestial weapon, saying, This is for the destruction of all the Pandavas. Then Krishna saying, this shall not be neutralized, Ashwatthama's speech. Then Arjun neutralized that weapon by one of his own. Seeing the wicked Ashwatthama's destructive intentions, Dvaipayan and Vyas, and Krishna, pronounced curses on him, which the latter returned. The Pandavas then deprived the mighty warrior in chariot, Ashwatthama of the jewel on his head and became exceedingly glad and boastful of their success and made a present of it to the sorrowing Draupadi. Thus the 10th Barva, called the Sāptika is recited. The great Vyās hath composed this in 18 sections. The number of shlokas also composed in this by the great reciter of sacred truths is 870. In this barva has been put together by the great sage the two barvas called Saptika and Aishika. After this has been recited the highly pathetic barva called Stri. Tidrashtra of prophetic eye, afflicted at the death of his children, and moved by enmity towards Bhim broke into pieces a statue of hard iron deftly placed before him by Krishna as a substitute of pain. Then Vidur, removing the distressed Dhrashtra's affection for worldly things by reasons pointing to the final release, consoled that wise monarch. Then hath been described the vending of the distressed Dhrashtra accompanied by the ladies of his house to the field of battle of the Kauravas. Here follow the pathetic wailings of the wives of the slain heroes. Then the wrath of Gandhari and Dhrashtra and their loss of consciousness. Then the Kshatriya ladies saw those heroes, their unreturning sons, brothers and fathers laying dead on the field then the pacification by Krishna of the wrath of Gandhari distressed at the death of her sons and grandsons then the cremation of the bodies of the deceased kings with due rights by that monarch Yudhishthira of great wisdom and the foremost also of all virtuous men. Then upon the presentation of water to the manes of the deceased princes having commenced, the story of Kunti's acknowledgement of Karan as her son born in secret. Those have all been described by the great sage Vyas in the highly pathetic 11th bhava. Its pursuit moveth every feeling heart with sorrow and even draweth tears from the eyes. The number of sections composed is twenty-seven. The number of shlokas is seven hundred and seventy-five. Twelfth in number cometh the shantiparva which increaseth the understanding and in which is related the despondency of Yudhishthir on having slain his fathers, brothers, sons, maternal uncles, and matrimonial relations. In this barva is described how from his bed of arrows Bhishma expounded various systems of duties worth the study of kings desirous of knowledge. This bhava expounded the duties relative to emergencies with full indications of time and reasons. By understanding these, a person attaineth to consummate knowledge. The mysteries also of final emancipation have been expatiated on. This is the 12th bhava, the favorite of the wise. It consists of 339 sections and contains 4,732 shlokas. Next in order is the excellent Anushasan Parva. In it is described how Yudhishthir, the king of the Kurus, was reconciled to himself on hearing the exposition of duties by Bhishma, the son of Bhagirathi. This Parva treats of rules in detail and of dharma and artha, then the rules of charity and its merits and the qualification of donies, and the supreme rule regarding gifts. This barva also describes the ceremonials of individual duty, the rules of conduct and the matchless merit of truth. This barva showeth the great merit of brahmanas and cows and unraveleth the mysteries of duties in relation to time and place. These are embodied in the excellent barva called Anushasana of varied incidents. In this hath been described the ascension of Bhishma to heaven. This is the 13th barva, which has laid down accurately the various duties of men. The number of sections in this is 146, the number of shlokas is 8000. Then comes the 14th Parva, the Ashvamedika. In this is the excellent story of Samvarta and Maruta. Then is described the discovery by the Pandavas of the golden treasuries and then the birth of Barikshit, who was revived by Krishna after having been burnt by the celestial weapon of Ashwadhamma. The battles of Arjun, the son of Pandu, while following the sacrificial horse let loose, with various princes who in wrath seized it. Then is shown the great risk of Arjun in his encounter with Vabruvahana, the son of Chitrangada by Arjun the appointed daughter of the chief of Manipur. Then the story of the mongoose during the performance of the horse sacrifice. This is the most wonderful parva called Ashvamedika. The number of sections is 103. The number of shlokas composed in this by Vyas of true knowledge is 3,320. Then comes the 15th Bhava, called Ashram Vasuka. In this, Tidrashtra, abdicating the kingdom and accompanied by Gandhari and Vidur, went to the woods. Seeing this, the virtuous Kunti also, ever engaged in cherishing her superiors, leaving the court of her sons, followed the old couple. In this is described the wonderful meeting through the kindness of Vyas, of the king Tidrashtra, with the spirits of his slain children, grandchildren and other princes, returned from the other world. Then the monarch, abandoning his sorrows, acquired with his wife the highest fruit of his meritorious actions. In this Bhārva, Vidur, after having leaned on virtue all his life, attaineth to the most meritorious state. The learned son of Gavalgana, Sanjay, also of passions under full control, and the foremost of ministers, attained in the Parva to the blessed state. In this, Yudhishthir, the just, met Narada and heard from him about the extinction of the race of the Vrishnis, this is the very wonderful Parva called Ashram Vasaka. The number of sections in this is 42 and the number of shlokas composed by Vyas, cognizant of truth, is 1506. After this comes the Molshala of painful incidents. In this, those lion-hearted heroes of the Vrishni race with the scars of many a field on their bodies, oppressed with the curse of a Brahmana while deprived of reason from drink, impelled by the fates, slew each other on the shores of the salt sea with the Eraka grass, which in their hands became invested with the fatal attributes of thunder. In this, both Balaram and Keshava, Krishna, after causing the extermination of their race, their hour having come, themselves did not rise to the sway of all destroying time. In this, Arjun, foremost of men, going to Dwaravati, Dvarka, and seeing the city destitute of the Vrishnis, was much affected and became exceedingly sorry. Then after the funerals, he saw the heroes of the Yadu race lying stretched in death on the spot where they had been drinking. Then as he was journeying from Dwarka with the women and children, the old and the decrepit, the remnants of the Yadu race, he was met on the way by a heavy calamity. He witnessed also the disgrace of his bow, the Gandhiva, and the unpropitiousness of his celestial weapons. Seeing all of this, Arjun became despondent and, pursuant to Vyasa's advice, went to Yudhishthira and solicited permission to adopt the sannyas mode of life. This is the 16th parva called Moshala. The number of sections is eight, and the number of shlokas composed by Vyasa, cognizant of truth, is 320. Next is the Mahaprasthanika, the 17th Parva. In this, those foremost among men, the Pandavas, abdicating their kingdom, went with Draupadi on their great journey called Mahaprasthana. In this, they came across Agni the god of fire, having arrived on the shore of the sea of red waters. In this, asked by Agni himself, Arjun worshipped him duly, returned to him the excellent celestial bow called the Gandiva. In this, leaving his brothers, who dropped one after another and Draupadi also, Yudhishthira went on his journey without once looking back on them. This is the 17th Parva, called Mahaprastanika. The number of sections in this is three. The number of shlokas, also composed by Vyasa, cognizant of truth, is 320. The Parva that comes after this, you must know, is the extraordinary one called Svarga of celestial incidents. Then seeing the celestial car come to take him, Yudhishthira moved by kindness towards the dog that accompanied him, refused to ascend without his companion. Observing the illustrious Yudhishthira's steady adherence to virtue, Dharma, the god of justice, abandoning his canine form, showed himself to the king Then Yudhishthira ascending to heaven felt much pain. The celestial messenger showed him hell by an act of deception. Then Yudhishthira, the soul of justice, heard the heart-rending lamentations of his brothers abiding in that region under the discipline of Yama, the god of Dharma. Then Dharma and Indra showed Yudhishthira the region appointed for sinners and then Yudhishthira, after leaving the human body by a plunge in the celestial Ganges attained to that region which his acts merited and began to live in joy respected by Indra and all other gods. This is the 18th Bhava as narrated by the illustrious Vyasa The number of shlokas composed of ascetics by the great Rishi is 209. The above are the contents of the 18 Parvas. In the appendix, Kila, are the Hari Vamsha and Bhavishya. The number of shlokas contained in the Hari Vamsha is 12,000. These are the contents of the section called Parva Sangraha. The great Sutta continued, 18 Akshohinis of troops came together for battle. The encounter that ensued was terrible and lasted for 18 days. He who knows the four Vedas with all the Angas and Upanishads but does not know this history, the Bharata, cannot be regarded as wise. Vyasa of immeasurable intelligence has spoken of the Mahabharata as a treatise on artha, on dharma and on karma. Those who have listened to this history can never bear to listen to others, as indeed they who have listened to the sweet voice of the male kokila can never hear the dissonance of the crow's calling. As the formation of the three worlds proceedeth from the five elements, so do the inspirations of all poets proceed from this excellent composition. O ye, Brahmanas, as the four kinds of creatures are dependent on space for their existence, so the Puranas depend on this history. All of the senses depend for their exercise upon the various modifications of the mind. So do all acts and moral qualities depend on this treatise. There is not a story current in the world, but doth depend on this history, even as the body upon the food it taketh. All poets cherish the Bharata, even as servants desirous of preferment always attend upon masters of good lineage. Even as the blessed domestic ashram can never be surpassed by the three other ashrams, so no poets can surpass this poem. O ye ascetics, shake off all inaction let your hearts be fixed on virtue for virtue is the only friend of him that has gone to the other world even the most intelligent by cherishing wealth and wives can never make these their own not are these possessions lasting the Bharata uttered by the lips of Dvaipayam Vyas is without parallel It is virtue itself and sacred, it destroyeth sin and produceth good. He that listeneth to it while it is being recited, hath no need of a bath in the sacred waters of the Pushkara. A Brahmana, whatever sins he may commit during the day through his senses, is freed from them all by reading the Bharata in the evening. Whatever sins he may commit also in the night, by deeds, word or mind, he is freed from them all by reading the Bharata in the first twilight. He that giveth a hundred kine with horns, mounted with gold to a Brahmana, well posted up in the Vedas and all of the branches of learning, and he that daily listeneth to the sacred narrations of the Bharata acquireth equal merit as the wide ocean is easily passable by men having ships so is this extensive history of great excellence and deep import with the help of this chapter called Parva Sangraha. Thus endeth the section called Parva Sangraha of the Adi Parva of the blessed Bharata.